Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... I'm looking at the, um, the little, the, what's it called, the monitor on GarageBand, and it, it's showing that the, the, the guitar pick that fell on the floor is registering as a blurp on that. As I mentioned before, I've thought about having this podcast professionally edited, and then I'm just like, nah, good enough. It's like, me, what's it, what, me, mediocrities, eh, good enough, get it, mediocrities, mediocre, okay, anyway, um, hope you are having a great experience with the Course of Miracles podcast, um, I, I'm not sure what's happening with me other than my, re, my, my relationship with God is in the process of being reinvented or strengthened or, um, I'm not sure, I guess it's, it's growing. It might be growing perhaps exponentially. I've been really focused on my recovery work and I've been waking up in the morning and saying my, my recovery prayers. And then I go into my course in miracles lesson and then I do some Kundalini yoga. And then after that, you know, I'll, 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 that, that takes about an hour. So you know, I'm, I'm afforded the luxury of taking an hour in the morning to connect with God, to connect with the universe. Um, not all of us have that luxury. A lot of us, you know, a lot of you are, you know, parents or um, you have full-time jobs or, um, you know, 40-hour-a-week jobs or obligations. And the beautiful thing is that um, other obligations. The um, the beautiful thing about the Course in Miracles, right? It's it's that we don't, you don't, you can have a a busy full life and still do these these lessons. So, the last few have you know sub- required four or five minute practice periods, and there's I don't think too much more is going to be required. There might be, I think there might be some some two fifteen minute, like you'll have to do like two separate 15-minute practice periods here in not too long, but I don't think it's any more than that. So, you know, it's considered that it's a small price to pay to become uh, as, to, to, to get to become, to become as close to God as the Course in Miracles will, will allow you to be. Um, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm gaining a much, deeper conviction around this stuff and I'm just learning to trust God more and more and more and it's a it's a shame there's this I you know I live in Encinitas California and me and there's this other Christian guy I might have mentioned this I might have talked about this guy before but there's this Christian guy who I surf with and we're talking about how um we have the we have the nerve to complain about wave quality like how good the waves were or lack of waves or the waves are too small or the waves aren't clean enough or you know the the wind was on the waves or there were too many people in the water or whatever and and then come to realize that or come to remember or come to recall a newspaper article from that morning that there's there are like 30,000 people buried underneath the rubble buried underneath rubble in Turkey um, in the winter after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. And we're sitting here bitching about waves. Now, that could certainly happen here in California, and I certainly hope that it doesn't. And the 
the thing about the course, though, is it, it says like miracles, miracles are our birthright. And one of the, the lessons coming up here not too long is I am entitled to miracles. Now, I've mentioned this before. Don't go, don't go pulling a Course in Miracles number and, you know, saying something idiotic like, well, God didn't, God didn't create the earthquake, so it's not real. Um, there are people who are really suffering. There are people who are really dying. There are people who have lost family members. There are rescue workers working day and night. And the last thing that we want to do is, you know, spiritually bypass the, the whole thing and say, well, you know, it's, it's, ju- it's just an illusion. It's just an illusion. God didn't create it, so it's not real. Things happen in the world. Bodies do things to other bodies. People victimize one another. People's, people victimize one another. People victimize other people's bodies, victimize other people's bodies. But the course, which is similar to the, um, like, Buddhism Shambhala, the path of Shambhala Buddhism, I'm, I'm, I think it's all Buddhism, but basically says, how do, we, how do we address social problems or societal product problems resting on the premise that everyone is fundamentally good, which is different from Christianity, which is like basically everyone's fundamentally bad and therefore you need a savior. Now, I believe that the traditional, what the traditional Christianity is actually referring to is the nature of the ego, which is what Course in Miracles sort of Christianity would, would say isn't even real, right? Which it comes back to Jesus's radical example of what it means to forgive. Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. They were completely out of their minds. They were coming from ego, and therefore that wasn't real. Doesn't mean that the suffering wasn't real or that the pain inflicted wasn't real. So... That being said, there are ways that we can address issues in our thinking that rest on the premise that everybody's just completely insane. Like everything, if you, if you look at this whole, you know, there's just this, this kind of like algorithm thing happening right now where people are essentially getting sucked into their phones and their egos are becoming programmed and then they go out and they behave insanely and we as miracle workers have an, a, it's almost like a responsibility and an opportunity to make a real difference in the world simply by adjusting our thinking. So um, thanks again for listening. I'm just going to go ahead and move on to lesson 50. And then after lesson 50, there will be a review period. I think it's a 10 lesson review period. Yeah. So it's 10 lessons and it covers, we review five lessons at a time. So adjust my mic here. So lesson 50, I am sustained by the love of God. Here is the answer to every problem that will confront you today and tomorrow and throughout time. In this world, you believe you are sustained by everything but God. Your faith is placed in the most trivial and insane symbols, pills, money, quote, protective clothing, influence, prestige, being liked, knowing the, quote, right people, and an endless list of forms of nothingness that you endow with magical powers. All these things are your replacements for the love of God. All these things are cherished to ensure a body identification. They are songs of praise to the ego. Do not put your faith in the worthless. It will not sustain you. 
Only the love of God will protect you in all circumstances. It will lift you out of every trial and raise you high above all the perceived dangers of this world into a climate of perfect peace and safety. It will transport you into a state of mind that nothing can threaten, nothing can disturb, and where nothing can intrude upon the eternal calm of the Son of God. Now, I think an example of this that I think Jesus demonstrates this when he gets nailed to the cross and he looks to his left and he looks to his right to these two thieves who he's been, uh, who's been hung in between. And he says, joint, like basically be with me today in paradise. So you can transcend, right? So in the same way that he's demonstrating the most radical form of forgiveness, um, when he forgives the Roman soldiers or asks that God forgive the Roman soldiers for torturing him, he's also demonstrating that, the world, that, that we can transcend anything that the world throws at us. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that the more aligned you become with the thinking of God, that you may be, in fact, able to transcend things like physical pain. Wouldn't surprise me at all. So put not your faith in illusions. They will fail you. Put all your faith in the love of God within you, eternal, changeless, and forever unfailing. This is the answer to whatever confronts you today. Through the love of God within you, you can resolve all seeming difficulties without effort and ensure confidence. Tell yourself this often today. It is a declaration of relief, release from the belief in idols. It is your acknowledgement of the truth about yourself. So read that again. Through the love of God within you, you can resolve all seeming difficulties without effort and ensure confidence. So seeming difficulties. So the third step prayer of the 12-step prayers, as I've said before, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. You'd be amazed what happens in your life when you just start saying that prayer all the time. So that prayer is responsible for literal, 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 literal miracles happening in the lives of drug-addicted and alcohol-addicted human beings and their family and loved ones, and then ultimately all society. For 10 minutes twice today, morning and evening... Let the idea for today sink deep into your consciousness. Repeat it. Think about it. Let related thoughts come to help you recognize its truth and allow peace to flow over you like a blanket of protection and surety. Let no idle and foolish thoughts enter to disturb the holy mind of the Son of God. Such is the kingdom of heaven. Such is the resting place where your Father has placed you forever. So I think it's lesson 48. He basically says that you need to recognize your own frailty. And it is not until you recognize your own frailty that, that God can sort of come in and give you his strength, which is universes beyond human strength. And that is the, the first step of the 12 steps is we, had, we admitted we were powerless, so I am powerless. Now, the first step of the, the, the main program is we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. 
but there is so much buried in the text of that program um, that basically says there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find, uh, may you find him now, right? So basically we have, we have nothing. Like we are frail, we are weak. And as soon as we acknowledge that, right, it's kind of like in the traditional Christian um, sense of things, you would say, I am, I am sinful, I am sinful. My ego is out of control and I need a savior because of that. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In this, we're sort of saying we're powerless, we're weak, we're, we're, there's nothing that we can do. We need to become like little children and rely entirely and completely upon God, and he will step in and intervene. The level we are doing that in The Course in Miracles is at the level of thought. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time. I am sustained by the love of God.